0: Welcome to the ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie, and we both have toddler-aged boys. And here on our podcast, we chat all things a real motherhood from A to Z, and everything in between. Matrescence is the process of becoming a mother, and that is what we explore here with you. So thanks for joining us. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Gosh, Emma, the, f- the real thanks here goes to you, because you have been holding down the fort for the last three plus weeks, so thank you.
1: Well, I wish I could say I was doing something life-changing, but it it wasn't that big of a deal. No, I, I really? threw up a little bit on Instagram
0: and did a few <laughs> editing things. It was, I didn't like save the planet or anything. I don't know. I mean, I feel like in my mind, you almost came up with the cure for COVID when uh, you sent me Jenny's ice cream from Whole Foods.
1: I wish that was the cure for COVID. I would be sending
0: everybody Jenny's ice cream. No, everyone needs to know. Like, yes, it's (laughs) $8.99. Yes. I just laughed because I was like,
1: I'm too cheap to buy it for myself, but I will buy
0: it for you. Just like, well, that was why I was laughing too, because I have seen it and I've always said, no, Mackenzie, Ben and Jerry's is good enough for you. You don't need to be such an ice cream princess. Come on, $4.99 already is excessive for a pint. And then when you sent me Jenny's and it was peanut butter with chocolate flakes, I was like... Wow! I really arrived. <laughs> you, you have made it. This is hit this the
1: is, big time. This is what friendship means, though. You it, know what I mean? it definitely means that. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad mm-hmm. you enjoyed it. Did it cure your, your COVID? I guess we'll we'll, we'll drop <laughs> we'll, the we'll drop the
0: bomb here. Drop guess. The bomb. Guess, guess what happened yeah, to McKinsey? The, the bath bomb. A friend of yeah. mine actually did send me bath bombs. Thank you, Steph. And I definitely, like, multiple nights, my husband would be like, okay, just go upstairs, take a warm bath. And I would literally lay there comatose in the bath as the bath bomb would be, you know, sizzling in the water. And I would Love like, it. Ugh. Yeah, so anyways, we're going to drop the actual literal bomb, which is chatting about my experience with COVID-19, so.
1: Yep, we've talked about it on a lot of episodes and all the buildup to the crazy things that are going on in the world. and how it would be scary to get it, and, well, you've been there and done that. You just had to jump ahead and test it out, test the waters.
0: Yeah, I just decided to go for it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, it's crazy, and today is, from the day that I first had symptoms to today recording this, today is my day 23, so kind of, I guess, silly to keep counting because I'm no longer contagious and, you know, I'm not having extreme symptoms anymore. I'm having some lingering ones, but still, I mean, that's that's pretty crazy, and today being day 23, I actually – Exercise for the first time in yeah about three and a half weeks and exercise I mean I if you could see me I'm doing air quotes because it was just spinning on the exercise bike like I barely broke a sweat you know it was just kind of to see hey can I can I do this for for 40 minutes like it was definitely not a soul cycle slash peloton experience it was like me watching this video from my church and like spinning casually (laughs) I love that you're still counting
1: days. You're like one of those moms who's like, my child is 37 and a half months. And you're like,
0: are you really still counting months at this point? True. I guess like, you know what? I guess I could say it's three and a half weeks. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just, I'm just giving you, giving you crap. Can I still say ever since 18 months? Is that okay?
1: Yeah. I'm still saying that. I just think once you get to two, that's like, once they're Uh, two, it's time to to stop counting. Well, it's like if
0: someone says like 29 months, I have to literally pause and do math.
1: Yep, yep, totally. I'm just,
0: I'm so. like, could you just have said a little older than two?
1: So, yeah. yeah. Even now, I've been kind of like, he's a year and a Well, with people that have kids, I can say 18 months. I have some clients that I said 18 months and they were like, what is that? And I'm like, it's a year and a half. I mean, this isn't terribly difficult math to do, but. <laughs> I get. I guess without having children, you don't think about it in that same context. So.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because it's like for us, we think of like obviously it's all milestones, right? So what do you exactly. expect at this time or this time? And so you're you're going in that direction. So yep. yep. Well,
1: so this episode, I'm going to kind of uh, I guess lead the con- lead the questioning interview, Miss McKenzie, and yeah, we want to hear all about your experience. It's been a wild ride in your 23 days and 12 hours and 13 minutes and 27 seconds.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, I can, I can tell, I honestly, it's, it's pretty much 23 days and like an hour. I mean, I, I remember, yeah, wild, but yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to share about this. This is something that was very challenging to go through and experience and above all with a toddler at home and just having the opportunity to talk about it and you know, I would say, inform others on, on you know, what, what the virus like can, how the manifestation of the virus can really be for for a family and for a household, and then just, you know, kind of some resulting thoughts and, and reflections on that. So obviously, before we get started, it's definitely important to bring up the fact that in our country alone, there have been over 177,000 deaths, which is just such a crazy number. I mean, it's, what is that? Isn't that about? a little under 3 times the amount of people who died in the Vietnam war and
1: that's crazy. Um
0: yeah. yeah, it's it's a tremendous amount of deaths and I just saw an article that that came through my email a few weeks ago to the tune of, you know, nearly 200,000 Americans have died of COVID-19 and and where is the mourning process like collectively as a country like we we haven't almost paused to acknowledge this and so I think it also is important to acknowledge that while I was very sick, my husband was very sick, we were never hospitalized. And for that reason, we're very fortunate. And so obviously our story has as happy of an ending as you can have with COVID. And that was not the case for, you know, literally tens of thousands of, of people. So I, I just feel like that's worth mentioning, you know? Yeah. Very important. So yeah. perspective, I guess, yeah. even
1: when you're in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. So. And sure. we will also note that obviously we're going to be talking about medical stuff. She's going to give some great advice and tips on what works for her family. Um, we are not doctors, as we've told you multiple times. I know. I know that's shocking that our professional <laughs> advice does not have an MD in front of it. Mackenzie's husband, however, is a doctor. So I will say there is some, you know, factual, educated, you know, expertise floating around that yes. is floating through McKinsey But um, yeah, we are not doctors. So please consult with your actual doctor if you have a question.
0: I know I thought about like, he's at work tonight, like having him be like, honey, like, you know, in between, you know, seeing your emergency patients, do you mind just like fielding a few texts? Like if there's something that I want to go into more detail about during the podcast? A, a little yeah, right?
1: live Q&A? Yeah, yeah live q I know you're kind of busy doing an important job, but yeah. we have a podcast and people yeah. need answers. Put so. a pause on the life-saving and uh, chat with Louise. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so let's so. jump in. So yeah. why don't you give us a little rundown of kind of how all of this began? What happened?
0: So, um, the date that my husband first, so we traced back his exposure to, we believe, um, at the hospital at the end of July, but had no symptoms or anything whatsoever for, uh, I would say a little less than three days or pretty much three days, like exactly three days. So, he didn't have any symptoms didn't have any signs had the exposure at the hospital i mean he's in full ppe like he works with covid patients frequently so he didn't it wasn't like notable you know there was no breach like in his own personal protection so he just didn't think anything of it because you know it's this is this is what he does on a daily basis so it was um it was a thursday morning and he woke up and he said he felt a little tired and honestly neither of us thought anything of it i mean he is this is – he's an ER doc. He works really, really crazy hours. Like him being fatigued is – like it was an offhanded comment. He was like, I just feel a little tired this morning. And I thought, Ooh, I feel tired every morning, you know, like not really going to be something we're too worried about. So that was kind of the comment. And then the day just progressed. He went through the day. I had to run an errand that afternoon. Um, when I left, he was feeling fine. When I came back from the errand, he said to me, "I said, are you gonna, you know, go do your workout, and I'll be with Emerson." He goes, "No, actually, I'm I'm still feeling pretty tired. I think I'm I'm just gonna skip the workout." And that kind of gave me a little pause because normally he's he's the guy that gets the workout in. And so I was like, "Okay, honey, all right." And then a couple hours later, um, he was we we're getting Emerson to bed, and he just seemed just not not great. He's like, "I don't know. I just I really." She said, that's kind of up. I'm like, hmm. And then sure enough, went to bed that night and he woke up in the middle of the night multiple times with fever and chills. And this is where we went back and we kicked ourselves because, but I guess how would we know, right? Him being tired, feeling a little bit off, like no crazy symptoms. I mean. Yeah. None of that screamed, you know, obvious
1: COVID symptoms.
0: Yeah, so that was the that's kind of the tough thing is that it's like oh how would you really know, you know? And so we were together in the same bed that night and he had been with Emerson obviously all evening, you know, kissed Emerson, you know, good night and I mean nothing was at all alarming to us or even to him. Like this is what he does all the time and nothing about his symptoms. But then when it really hit overnight the next morning he was like things aren't right. So he was trying to figure out like what exactly to do with the testing process and he had been in touch with um his program director and they were like, you know, maybe, you know, you can go and, and get, um, get the, the testing done. And, you know, we recommend that and then just kind of rule things out or whatever. But I said to him, "You know what? I don't want you to go to like a testing site that's going to be a three to five day wait. I think you need to try to get in and see our PCP. So our PCP, primary um, care physician, is the real MVP here because he was awesome. Like scooched tree into his schedule that morning, saw him, and then sent him. Did blood work, took a full exam of him, and then sent him over to an urgent care center for a rapid test. That rapid test ended up taking about nine hours of him waiting outside the site on a girl. I remember you telling day. me that, and I was just like horrified." That. I know. It's, it's really yeah. challenging. This has been a big challenge, I think, just kind of for both of us that, that this is the testing process for, you know, there's, there's not a more streamlined frontline worker testing process. So that was just upsetting um, for sure. And so that was cha- challenging as well physically for him. He was so sick. And so then he came, ho- when he came back home and we were in full isolation mode. So he was down in the basement, like meals through the door, like it was no contact whatsoever. But I felt this feeling in the back of my mind. I'm like, I just felt like I was waiting for the tidal wave to crash because I was like, I knew I had been with him, you know, in the days leading up to him getting sick. And then as much as that morning, Emerson didn't see him that Friday morning, but I, I didn't like kiss him goodbye, but like I saw him off you know and so then um emerson and i seemed fine all day saturday all day sunday sunday evening i think i do you remember i texted you and i was like girl i don't feel well and i
1: kept being like la 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 no you just need to go to bed psychosomatic (laughs) and i was sitting there like trying to be positive because you know i mean what's the point otherwise but i was like no 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 it can't be please don't please don't be that
0: and the craziest thing was I told my husband I wasn't feeling well. And he goes, but honey, like you... I'm trying to think what I did that morning. Um, I think I took Emerson. There's like this little beach that's near us. It's like super secluded. So like we can like basically see no one and be just us. Because this was the thing is that obviously once we knew that my husband was positive, Emerson and I were also in quarantine, if you will, right? We're not going out in in spaces with other people, et cetera. But this little beach is so private. So it's just the two of us. So I was there with him. And then during... Emerson's day nap, I did yoga. So when I told my husband that evening, I wasn't feeling well. He's like, honey, you're just tired. You did the beach. You did the yoga. I'm like, okay. But like, I just knew, you know, you just know. Woke up Monday morning and I was like, "Ooh!" expletive, expletive. (laughs) I just knew it was like, I just, the wave crashed, you know? So, and then going to bed that night though, that Sunday night, Emerson did have a fever. Minor, very minor. But I was like, oh shoot, it was like 100.5. So then the next morning woke up I uh, the first thing was I felt very sick very tired etc and also my taste uh was altered and I knew that that is a symptom, and also my husband was experiencing it. So I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So once yeah, I told him yeah, that's kind
1: that, of that like
0: standout symptom that is not like anything else. So it differentiates it, yeah. yeah. And so I told him I was like, "I was like, I have a fever. Emerson has a fever. I have no taste, <laughs> and or my taste is weird at the time. It hadn't fully disappeared. It was weird. I said my taste is weird. I have a headache, um, and I'm um, just feeling kind of like stuffy, congested." And he was like, all right. (laughs) And then like by a couple hours later, he came upstairs and we were like all together in the COVID cove because we were like, we might as well be sick together. But I, of course... Phone calls were made. So I called our PCP and I called um, Emerson's pediatrician and both of us uh, were recommended for testing. So Emerson and I went for testing that afternoon. He went to his pediatrician and then I went to an a urgent care, not an urgent care, like a, yeah, kind of like an urgent care center. The nose swab sucked. It's basically like a pap smear for your nose.
1: It's interesting to hear because some people are like, it really wasn't that big of a deal and some people are like, oh my God, it's excruciating. I wouldn't but- say
0: excruciating.
1: I will say the people that have called it excruciating have been men. And I'm like, Mm. well, you've never dealt with a pap smear pushing a baby out your hoo ha. So, you know.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Your level of excruciating versus mine might
0: be different. I was going to say it's a bit relative at that point, but Exactly. Yeah, so we got I got our got tested and and progressively feeling worse as the day went on and um and then this was the 3rd of August. Yeah, 3rd of August getting our tests. Next morning, um I got my test back. It was positive. Emerson's was negative, which is interesting. The pediatrician was literally like I know the test is negative, but it's a false negative. She's like, I'm 99.9% sure. And we feel very certain that he did have it because he was around both of us for, you know, every single day of being symptomatic, et cetera. And he had a fever for over 10 days. Yeah. So a constant only fever. only makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it was never it was never even over like 100 point, it was like 101.5, I think was the highest it got. It stayed pretty low grade. But it was constant. I mean, there was almost constantly a fever. He had no other symptoms, though. It was wild. He was happy eating. I mean, thank goodness, sleeping. right? Yeah. I mean, because the last thing,
1: y'all were already feeling garbage enough. The last thing you would need is for him to to really be sick, sick. I mean, that totally. would have been so
0: much scarier. I mean. Exactly. It would have been scary. Yeah. And and yeah. so, but yeah, we just felt, we felt awful. And it was, um, it was pretty much, so kind of around day 14, so about two weeks in, uh, so my husband was three days ahead of me. So like his day 14, he started to think he felt a little better, and then he like felt worse again for a few days. And the same thing happened to me. I got to 14, felt a little better for a day, and then I got worse. It's like it comes like in waves. And then right around the day 18 for my husband was when he started to actually feel like he was turning the corner. So like that is insane. That's over two and a half weeks. Yeah. and. And then for me, it was similar. Um, Day 18, and then I remember like, um, you know, day 19 feeling notably better. And then this past weekend, we actually were able to do just a few like family things. Like we went to a park. By this time, we're we're no longer contagious. So it was safe. And obviously, we're masked anyways in public. But we went to a park. And then we went to the beach. And like these are just like little like three-hour events. You know, this isn't like all day. But it was a chance to get out of the house. And we were finally feeling better. But yeah, I would say the... The majority of the symptoms were just – the worst was, like, nausea. You constantly felt like – I constantly felt like I was, like, going through morning sickness nausea. And my husband had it, too. And it was so bad for him because he had never, like, experienced constant nausea like this. I'm like, yep, this was the first uh, 15 weeks of my pregnancy. (laughs) You know, it was, like – that bad. Um, So yeah, that was terrible. Um, Appetite for my husband decreased substantially. For me, not so much. And I'm wondering if in part it's because eating made my nausea feel better, which was the same in pregnancy. And also because of breastfeeding. I mean, it's not like Emerson's eating like a newborn, but still three times a day. So my body maybe was cueing me to keep eating. Um, So so yeah, who knows? But uh, the nausea was constant. Headaches, sinus pressure, stuffy nose. Um, My husband had more of a cough than I did. I got a cough Weirdly enough, like kind of like around like day kind of 16, 17-ish, I want to say. I got like a random cough for a couple days. Um, Yeah, it was was really the worst. It's almost like I can't even remember like how horrible it was. No smell, no taste for about two weeks. Like no smell. Like I could peel an orange and sniff my fingers. Nothing. Take a shower, shower gel, nothing. Eating, tasting, nothing. Like you just taste the textures. You like picture in your mind what you think it all tastes like. So weird. Yeah.
1: That's bizarre. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was just unpleasant. It was very, very like feeling that sick. Oh, and the fevers and chills. Like, I mean, the kind of chills and and fevers where like your pajamas are soaked. You have to change your pajamas in the middle of the night. I remember
1: you told me that like every morning you woke up and you're like, yep, sweated
0: through everything again. Yep. And it's just so – and then in the day, all you want to do is lay there like – all you want to do is lay on the couch and then you have a toddler. So we'll to say and and how did that go? How did Emerson feel about that? So honestly, it was like, this is why I'm so grateful my husband and I could tag team. Cause initially, when he first got sick, my sister was like, and she's she's a rock star. Like this is just like who she is. She's like, I'm flying out. I will be there to help you if you get sick. And I honestly was like, Yeah, absolutely. I would love to have you come out. But then I got sick and I was like, Heck no, you are not coming out here. Like, I don't want anybody else to feel like this. I was like, she's gonna fly out here, get sick and be, be sick with us. Like, it's not okay. So we, we were like, yeah, she's not coming, but no that was the hardest part was taking care of Emerson. We couldn't just veg. Like we would go like wake up in the morning, he would wake up and I would nurse him and it would be like, I would be like wanting to throw up. I'd be like sweaty, It was just awful. (laughs) And then, you know, he would have his breakfast and then maybe we would try to play inside with him and try to entertain him a little bit. And then, you know, get to lunchtime and then his nap and then he would wake up and then maybe we would like take him in like in the front yard and let him like walk around a little bit. (laughs) I mean, it was like, yeah, get wild and crazy. Yeah, we got real crazy. Right around like maybe the 10 days or so, my husband felt like a little bit better where he could like actually take him um to like kind of like hold his hand and let him like walk in the neighborhood, you know? Um and get a little more of that outside time, but yeah, it was uh it was definitely not not easy I think for him. And we didn't even do much screen time. I we like maybe did. I found that very impressive maybe, like, because we've talked 20 minutes talk- a day.
1: Yeah, we've talked about, I mean, we've never done any screen time really with Owen, but I'm like, if we had COVID, all bets are off. <laughs> so I, th- I think that's yeah. impressive of you guys.
0: Yeah, we tried and, you know, we tried to just like have little things we could, you know, play with him. And then we just alternated. It was literally like, okay, you do this and then I'll do this. And in a way, having to care for him did make the days pass. You know, I mean,
1: well, I hate healthy, to say but... it, but as I kind of mentioned to you earlier, like sometimes when you lay around and just focus on feeling bad, like obviously that's all you True. can do is feel bad. And not to say that you guys didn't need to rest as much as you can. But yeah, sometimes having a distraction, it, it, it would be nicer if he was a little bit more like chill distraction or when you could turn mm-hmm. on and off when you felt like
0: it. <laughs> yes, but. that'd be cool if he had an on switch. But
1: either way, I'm sure he at least, yeah, did make the time pass, so
0: Exactly. And, you know, and also it was like we had, we had like, you know, the biggest thing was just kind of keeping track of like our symptoms and what was happening for us medically. So like five days after Emerson got the COVID test, we had to take it back to the pediatrician because of the fevers, because they wanted to rule out any other things because he tested negative, right? So they were like, we know he has it, but we still have to actually rule it out. So that was like an event. And then the following week, um, we did get, I went and got blood work done um, just to kind of check with me and see the PCP because I was having a little bit of like my chest felt heavy and wanted to get some inflammation markers. And then we got Emerson blood work and my husband had to be the one to take him because he was three days ahead of me. So it was like a whole ordeal, like who could take a COVID positive family to blood test a pop, a probably COVID positive baby. You know, it was (laughs) like, so, and then Emerson stuff came back totally fine. So we had these things, but it was like, you said, it was like, it was weird and scary. And we have a pulse ox that measures the pulse and the oxygen. My husband ordered one for us um, just to be able to kind of keep track of what was happening here at the house. Um, And we never had any dips below like about 97%. So we're never, we're fine, but it is weird. Like even like, even as much as like yesterday, you feel a little bit like it's almost like someone's pressing their fingers into your chest. It's just like, can just, it just feels like it's like always very humid, I guess. It's like hard to breathe. It's very bizarre and very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And you don't know. You're like, am I turning that corner? Like, am I tipping the corner where this is going to get worse? Or is this just simply a COVID symptom? You know, that was, that was always like kind of scary.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely. So I know you've yeah. kind of touched on obviously caring for a toddler, but what were some of the other kind of most challenging parts of this for y'all?
0: Well, I would say the physical stuff was super challenging. I mean, being so limited um, physically and feeling so weak. Like, again, like I... You know, I'm very much – Emma, you and I are so similar. We love to walk. We love to exercise. We love to move. Like, I don't have to convince myself to go for a walk or to do a workout. And my husband and I actually just finished right before we got COVID doing P90X for 90 days because we were like, hey, let's just try this workout. And we were feeling great and strong. And, like, it's like, you know, we just – that's just an active lifestyle. This wiped us out. Like, I mean, aside from my slow pedal today on the bike – and like a walk with my husband over the weekend with Emerson, we went on like a one mile walk. Uh, there has been nothing, like no exercise whatsoever. So that was just like really insane to see how our bodies were just so sidelined, and we went into it so healthy and fit. So that was just kind of a a bummer. My husband actually lost weight. Um, he lost a little bit over ten pounds. We don't have a scale at home. He was had been at the doctor, but I don't think I lost any weight. Like, I, but I feel like I just That's you know because you were living that ice cream diet, girl. Yeah, Jenny's ice cream probably saved me.
1: I just was sending you stuff to keep it going. You
0: were. And uh, the thing is, is I still had an appetite. That was the craziest thing. So, and maybe, maybe it's a good thing. Let me go ahead and interject this little side note. We shared this one on the Instagram, but I got my postpartum period back. So that was wild. I got my period on the same day I got my COVID test. (laughs)
1: I started to say maybe I need to get COVID to get my period back, but I think I'd rather find a different different yeah, way to. Yeah, to, girl. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Would, my recommendation would be just wean that baby and don't worry about it. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. I think I'll I'll search other routes out first. Thanks. So. Search other routes. Yeah. But no, in a way I'm I'm glad because when I first got sick and then had my period at the same time, I was like, this will be the last period I see because I was afraid like if I did lose weight or something and my body was like, oh no, she's not taking care of it well enough to have a period, you know. But fortunately, I think it's uh, I think that's all. Okay, but the symptom other than the physical symptoms is, I would say, the mental. Like, you wake up every day feeling like crap. Like, every day. Like, for and a half straight weeks. And then you kind of see the light a little bit, but then it's still really hard. And, like, even, like, I had a little nausea this morning. And, again, these – these are lingering symptoms. They're not examples of contagion. Like, I'm no longer contagious um, per my PCP, the DOH, every the Department of Health, everything. I mean, we're not, we're not contagious. But there's, like, lingering fatigue. There's lingering, like, headaches. Um, and that's just what's what's tough. But the mental piece was really challenging to feel sick and depressed. I mean, how many times, girl, did I text you, I am so down. I am so bummed. I am oh, so Oh, yeah. Upset.
1: That was – and that was,
0: I mean, not,
1: like, really hard on me as – like comparatively to what you're going through. But I felt so terrible because there was a point, I mean, after your friend's been sick for weeks, it's like, what what can I say? Like other than, I'm really sorry, this sucks. Like it will get better. But then I know you'd have like a day you felt better and then a day you felt worse. And I know mm-hmm. how mentally exhausting that is. And yeah, it's depressing when you feel really crappy and you don't really know when it's gonna end. And every day you kinda wake up anticipating feeling better. I and mean, when you don't, yeah, that's it's a crappy feeling I'm sure so yeah I, yeah I know how I think mentally hard that was on you as much as the physical stuff I think especially the last week I think you were still obviously not feeling great but you were improving you know comparatively to the week earlier but mentally it was still just like oh my gosh I just am I gonna ever feel
0: normal again so mm-hmm. yeah and then you know you get down the google hole and you do hear I oh mean, I it's told like- you to knock that off though oh. I know, but it's like it's like a hashtag covid long haul or like long haulers, and these are people that exhibit symptoms for months and months, and there there actually are they've opened up a few different clinics across the country now to deal with folks that are having basically like they're they're post covid but they're having sip, sip recurring symptoms or et cetera, and you know that's that that's a very real thing and so I think – oh, I wasn't was saying it wasn't that.
1: it was just a matter of like what good is it gonna do you at two weeks just sit there and like oh no girl you know, you're no i'm your not advice, saying it's
0: no your yeah. advice i was like was so taken i'm not
1: saying it's fake i totally think it was real and don't get me wrong i looked down those rabbit holes and had concern for you but i was like this is not going to be helpful for you mentally to like sit <laughs> no, there and get totally. into like chat forums of people that have been sick for three months because that's just not where you are at but i totally understand the like seeking out information but unfortunately just as we've learned in motherhood like yes. google is not always going to be helpful for you
0: no and that's a really good point because it's like no you're aware of that and and I think that's the thing is that I was aware of that but like just then like oh you know like you but yeah no you were like get off google and so was my husband and so yeah but uh but yeah that would be what I would say was the hardest piece for sure was the aside from the physical was just the mental like will this ever end I mean it's one thing to have a flu and not feel well for four or five days or to have a cold or a sinus infection and have it be three days I mean, imagine that literally for 18 days.
1: Well, and you know what this actually made me more empathetic to was like I know I've had some clients that have, you know, have like autoimmune conditions that really impact their daily energy and their daily quality of life and have joint aches and headaches and pain and all this stuff. And it really did make me more empathetic to like what people that have kind of chronic diseases go Mm -hmm. through when like this is just kind of like feeling cruddy and never really feeling normal is their life like so anyway just a, yeah a different perspective so are there any other kind of top things that you found to be um most challenging
0: oh probably just all having to do still all the things we had it was actually amazing so many friends were so thoughtful family you know you and and your husband emma just sending us so you know sending food sending cards texting checking in on us sending like gift certificates to grubhub and uber eats and doordash and all the places and and you know friends a couple of my husband's co-workers dropped by you know like food and toys for emerson one of my really good friends did and, and as well and it's just we were truly so humbled and so appreciated by you know the generosity and the kindness so it wasn't like I was having to do in tremendous amounts of meal prep, but of course, they're still preparing three meals a day for a toddler, keeping a house clean. clearly, we're not having um you know any any babysitters or any folks that can help us out, you know no no other friends to see. so I think that that was also challenging. It was like you just have to keep a household running. I mean, you're changing sheets, you're doing laundry, you know you're I'm tidying up the bathrooms, you know, I'm sweeping the floors just because you know we're still living in the house, you know, so that was tough too, but
1: yeah. Yep. So what advice or suggestions might you give to somebody who could be going through this?
0: So my biggest thing would be just to um, be really aware of symptoms. So if you or, you know, someone, you know, that you're going to be around or whatever has even subtle symptoms, it's a really, really good idea to just be proactive. So like that night, uh, it wasn't until the night that when my husband really said to me, I really don't feel well. And this was like evening. I mean, it was like 8 p.m. or so because it came so suddenly that he went from being just a little tired to like, bam. And I immediately canceled um, our, you know, we were going to have the nanny the next day. Nope, canceled that. Um, canceled I was going to go to, you know, do a little tutoring. Canceled that. Canceled the tutoring I had on Saturday as well. Just out of precaution. All of this was just precaution, and I would just really encourage um, folks to do that, to be, like, aware of your symptoms, because thank goodness I did that, because obviously I didn't know it, but I was positive at that time, and so I think it's really important to, to be proactive. However, this, like, the scary part of this is that until my husband showed the symptoms, we had no clue. He took Emerson to swim lessons while COVID positive in a group setting, and we didn't know, you know? I mean I ran errands that's hard and didn't. The thing know. about this is that like as I've talked
1: about, you could be, not have any symptoms for, you know, several days to a week and be positive and be contagious. And so that's the struggle with this is you can't just go by strictly, I feel fine today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel fine today. Totally. And the crazy thing is even after my husband had those symptoms, it was like that night he was calling and trying to figure out like what, you know, what, what should he do with testing and per like the regulation of, you know, his hospital and the DOH and he was trying going through that process that night and he was asking about again me and emerson they're like oh no like you know your wife and son are not on quarantine they're not like until you test positive there's no need and like i thought that was crazy right because we 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 we, we followed quarantine like we disagreed with that recommendation because we knew we had been around him you know but it's just still as interesting until he test, tested positive then we were considered okay then we had to test so that's just crazy so. Yeah, totally crazy. But yeah, I would just say, um, yeah, trying to be aware of symptoms. You know, if, if you if you do have the sniffles or you do have like just something like, if if it's in your control, cancel your plans, don't see your family members, and just give it a couple of days and see what happens. Or, you know, or consider getting a test because it's just not worth it. Especially because once those symptoms come, like then you for sure are contagious with something. You know, whether it's COVID or a cold or the flu or whatever. And then isolate. For us, isolating didn't work because he had already spread it to us. But isolating is something that could work. And then I would say, yeah, communicate with those you've been around. So I had to backtrack. I had to call the swimming. They're wonderful um, swimming. Um, uh, what do you call it? Swimming classes? I, like swimming yeah, facility? Swim yeah. lessons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, wonderful. I had to basically say, I'm very sorry, but just found out my husband tested COVID positive and he brought my son to your swimming um, facility this week. Like, it's the worst phone call to ever make. But I mean, we, we did all of this unknowingly, you know, obviously, but still they were so great and understanding. But it's like, you have to backtrack. Like I, I, Emerson and I saw a friend for a socially distanced play date that week. And like, oh, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I felt her horrible to have to text her that, but of course I let her know. Like, so I think being really transparent is important. And then try to find the most rapid testing possible. Like, ask your doctor, call around. Like there are generally multiple options depending on the city you're in and try to find the one that gets a faster testing turnaround time. And also I think it's better when they swab you. If they give you the swab and have you do it, there's a chance you're not going to reach all the way back. I mean, it's like giving yourself your own pamp smear, you know? You're not going to mm, get it I'm back I'm not there that enough. flexible, I don't think, but... No, I don't have a speculum laying around
1: either, but... Oh, I do. If you need to borrow it sometime... Oh, wait, that's probably not <laughs> normal, huh? We're friends, but not that good of friends. Sorry.
0: <laughs> we we needed a laugh in this episode. So You're welcome. Thank you, Emma. <laughs> thank
1: you. I really don't have anything to contribute here other than comic relief. So, well, why didn't we just which I do a poor podcast, job of that?
0: But why didn't we name
1: this podcast the shared speculum? Do you want to say what I did name it? I just named it effing COVID. So <laughs> I, I promise I won't actually put that on the, you know. our page but but let's be real that's really what this is called
0: or 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 effing 2020 would be option b that yeah this
1: that would be a way longer podcast if we got into the entire year that is 2020 so we'll keep it at covid (laughs) oh my gosh
0: um other things are just pretty standard but definitely the food delivery i mean uber eats scrub hub doordash whole foods prime you know doing the delivery um through that instacart friends that drop off stuff people will really ask and offer you know if they find out you're sick and let them i think it's really important to allow people, Let people to send your you
1: romantic flowers. Yes, like you did. I know.
0: Okay, I mean. so Emma sent us just some food, some soup, and bread, and the ice cream, and something for Emerson, cute little bath toy. And then she also sent flowers and they were the <laughs> most. It was two dozen red roses. By the way, did you know I just only threw those out yesterday? Oh, they that's had like impressive. literally eight days of glory. I kept trimming them and pruning them. It was like the one joy. Emerson like loved them. He would point to them every morning. It was like a big scene. That's yeah. hilarious. So thank you for I, our I won't lie. I wish I could say like, pick them out specifically
1: but i was just i was trying to order some flowers through somebody else but they were there's you know how flowers can be so stupid expensive oh insane. and it's i was like, like yeah it was like 90 bucks and i was like this is just ridiculous just as a nice gesture of i'm thinking about you so i was like ooh, whole foods and it was like here are roses variety of color so i was i was thinking there would actually be a variety of colors not a dozen deep dark red roses oh. that felt very romantic but
0: you know no just our friendship has come so far frankly it yeah, has. i was like, well, this it is has. a turn I didn't expect, but I didn't expect COVID either, so. <laughs> well, this year's full of surprises, so. <laughs> but really, are. they were beautiful. But Go so, yeah, back. I mean, well, if you can get Whole Foods to deliver you flowers, I mean, the possibilities are endless. And then, yeah, keep eating. That's really important. Drink electrolytes. We had so much like, couldn't taste it, couldn't smell it, but we drank a lot of it. Powerade, coconut water. We did Tylenol around the clock. Um, my husband, uh, he also is um internal medicine physician. So I trusted him on all the drug dosage. <laughs> so he was just on it. So we did Tylenol. Um, sleep as much as possible. We literally napped every single day when Emerson napped. Like no joke. He would go down, we would go down. Um, and then we did use the pulse ox just because it's kind of a peace of mind thing. And it also kind of, lets you keep track of it. Big thing when you're doing it, when you put it on your finger, don't take shallow breaths. You need to have good pleth. Like you need to actually inhale and exhale with it because it's testing the range of your lungs, not you like panting. So that's just a recommendation. If you put it on your finger, go, (laughs) it's going to say you don't have a good, you don't have a good like lung capacity. So just want to give some more sound effects to that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure our audience greatly appreciates your panting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm not I, editing it either so don't don't you? It, sorry guys it. no, no i
0: deserve it but no it's important it's important okay people don't get this this is what my husband says he goes it happens all the time in the ed they come in and they're breathing shallow and you have to literally remind them to take deep breaths. so anyways this is just we appreciate a public PSA. service announcement
1: again PSA. we are not the doctors we are so. not but just breathe <laughs> deeply otherwise i'll pant again and demonstrate <laughs> nobody needs that so oh breathe deeply. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny, girl. Um, the other thing is checking with your PCP. Your PCP is generally going to be your advocate, like checking in. So mine did blood work. Crazy enough, when I got my blood work done on day nine, I had or have in probably more now so many IgG antibodies that my PCP is actually encouraging me to donate my plasma. So, um, you know, seeing a PCP following up, like they they're really be supportive of you. Be aware of the breathing changes, and then just yeah, mentally you just got to try to stay strong. Communicate though what's going on. Like, I mean, seriously, Emma, you were awesome. Like, I literally was able to touch base with you and like let you know. Oftentimes, I I know I wasn't communicating a ton, but at least no, and I tried to like like,
1: not bother you a ton, especially the first couple weeks. I was like, I know you're not feeling good, so yeah, you know. But
0: yeah, that'd be what I would say in terms of stuff that that helped us. And I mean, some folks though, like, you know, I had a, a relative get it and had fatigue. The first sign was fatigue for like two straight weeks, then experienced fever and chills and didn't feel well for, I think about four or five days or so. And then it cleared up just like almost like a flu, like gone. And like, I thought that's such, so crazy. We went from like full speed ahead, feeling great. My husband was just a little fatigued. Then it hit. Me a little fatigued, then it hit. I mean, we weren't like fatigued for days. We were fatigued for like a few hours. So it just is like so hard because everybody has a different experience with it. So it's very
1: interesting. So, what's kind yeah. of changed for your family as, as a result of having COVID?
0: Well, Emerson came with me to Target today because I was scared to bring Big
1: him. Big life changes. That's the takeaway, folks. Get yeah. COVID and you can take your toddler to, to Target. Target. Totally <laughs> worth it. We should wrap it up right there.
0: <laughs> listen girl it was a full 50 minutes of him being entertained of course he needed tons of snacks but he literally was like people everywhere he oh i'm so sure i'm
1: just kidding i'm really actually jealous i mean yeah. not of covid but taking your toddler to target
0: <laughs> i know i have not gone to target with him in since the beginning of march so there you go um, i would say the biggest change honestly was that i think both of us feel like extremely humbled by the 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 capacity of the virus to make people like us who went into it healthy, fit, no pre-existing conditions, and we went into it as rested as people can be, you know, with a toddler and my husband's schedule, but, you know, well-rested, eating well, you know, always hydrating ourselves, like and we still got sidelined. So I think it made us both have a peak of just a heightened concern, you could say, for for especially for our parents, my parents and, and, and my in-laws, so... That would be it. I think desire to be just even more cautious. Like, yes, we do have now the antibodies of COVID, but, you know, the flu coming up and colds. And I think it just made us both feel like, yeah, we want to be, you know, extra. Although we always were cautious. That's the thing. I mean, it's not like we got COVID because we weren't cautious, you know. Um, We were very cautious. My husband wore PCP. Not PCB, uh, PPE all the time at the hospital, followed all the protocols, showered at work, like did all of these protocols and he still got it, you know, from a patient. And so I think that that's hard. Although frontline workers are three times as likely to get COVID. So that's well, just... Well, when uh, they're exposed to it, no matter
1: what, fact, you know, yeah. as, as it's very different than, you know, y'all have been out bar hopping and you got COVID versus, you know, totally. your husband's out there trying to save people's lives. And unfortunately, this is, yeah, and risk to the job, yeah. so...
0: No, totally. So I would say that. And, and, and then I think, you know, too, an, another kind of change for us is just feeling like some frustration with, you know, the testing system and just in general looking at the country, just like the lack of unity across our country in fighting this, the lack of preparedness, the lack of, You know, each state kind of doing their own thing. Um, It's just really frustrating. And even Rhode Island that's been toted as a state that has, you know, handled things very well. There was just an article about how great our daycare reopening has been. It's been, you know, example, the CDC followed daycares in Rhode Island. And Rhode Island has done some really positive things. I'm the first to admit that. However, again, there is no frontline worker testing streamlined system. And nor for the frontline workers' families. So in my mind, they would have been wonderful. My husband starts showing symptoms, bring him in immediately. 30 minute test done. Wife symptoms, same story. Like that was not our case. The rapid tests are saved for folks that come into the emergency room, which is great. They should have them if they're very sick. However, what about for the people that are taking care of them? So I just you know, I just have some yeah, some feelings about that, I would say. And then just things like mask wearing being so polarized polarizing, like my husband actually the the patient that he was able to trace it back to again he's in full PPE but the patient that he was working with that night was a very elderly woman who was not wearing a mask and granted she wasn't wearing a mask um, from my husband's explanation because she felt scared she felt like was, she was having trouble breathing in general so he doesn't blame this woman for that and his job as a doctor is to take care of people and he did just that um, however it does make me feel like you know let's just imagine this woman had been wearing a mask maybe the transmission wouldn't have occurred um and she was i mean she was 100 years old so you know i think they couldn't like exactly force a mask upon her you know she was just having maybe the a-holes here who just won't wear a mask because
1: it's their right maybe maybe they suck a little bit it's like it's like certain
0: like frontline workers cannot protect themselves at 100 percent obviously look at our story but folks can protect themselves to a pretty large extent out in public and it's like just put your mask on, like respect the rules. And so I think that that's where that's what's just been really discouraging for me to see. I'm like, people don't want to go through what we just went through over the last three weeks. And we're the lucky ones. No hospitalization, our child is fine. And we are on our way to making a full recovery. Like, this is this is not a joke. So that's that's what I would say. Um And then also, I think um maybe we're just a little more practical too, kind of like all right, like this virus really is real, like you really can get it. It was almost like we were the first people we knew like that kind of got it, I would say in our circle. So, um so that was that was definitely like eye-opening for us, but also a little bit like, okay, this is like a real thing. So.
1: Yeah. And I'm so, sure yeah. as a doctor for tree there was some like aspect of oh, this is what some of these patients are going like that has to just be very different to personally go mm-hmm. through it, I guess versus like Hearing patients kind of talk about it or even see it, but, um, you know, experience it yourself, some of those symptoms and how, how scary it can be.
0: Well, yeah, he's he said that. I think it's, um, you know, it gives you kind of that dose of like personal experience. Even last night he's working um, up at the hospital and, you know, a woman, this is not related to COVID, but a woman came in with her baby two weeks old and um, baby was having some kind of weight gain issues and some spitting up and she's a breastfeeding mom. So my husband told me because of everything that we've been through as a family with me breastfeeding Emerson and everything he's learned, he's attended lactation appointments, he's heard me go on and on about breastfeeding, he's watched the whole process. He said it was really cool because, he said, because, of all of our experiences like I was able to ask the mom very specific questions have you gone to see a lactation consultant you know what is the baby's latch like like what is what's going on with your supply like how is the letdown like you knew all of these things and I thought like obviously that's really cool you know you wouldn't necessarily imagine your ER doc to be able to give you like a 411 about breastfeeding but it's like when you as a physician or anybody in 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 your field when you have experiences that support what you're doing on a daily basis it's it is a positive takeaway. So I would say that his treatment of patients related to COVID will be enhanced by this experience, unfortunately, because, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not didn't great want to get that it, he but, got it, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure it just is a different perspective for
1: him to take and, and be able to empathize with people even more than I know he already does. So um, exactly. so, what are kind of some, ta- some takeaways you want people to have from, from this experience you've been through?
0: Well, I would say the biggest thing is to thank your frontline workers <laughs> because they are, they're doing a really amazing job in, in a really, really tough situation, um, that is lacking a lot of the essential, um, structure, both in state level and federal level. So they're doing the very best they can. It's kind of fend for yourself. And so we have to be grateful for them, certainly. Wear your mask. <laughs> please just wear your mask. Respect the rules. Um, And then be aware of your symptoms and those of people around you. So just kind of a common courtesy thing. Like you get a stuffy nose, you get a headache, you get a little bit tired, you're not feeling yourself, cancel your plans, stay home, um, you know, until you know what's going on. It's just truly the most respectful thing to do. As annoying as it is, as we are about to enter a flu season, I, I think it's just Honestly, right now, it's, it's essential to do that. And um, yeah, and if you do get sick, really baby yourself. I mean, we are not people to sit around and not be outside, not be soaking up outdoors activities and movement. But we did just that. We were at home, relaxing, resting. Not relaxing. There was nothing chill. But we were resting.
1: Like, Too bad you couldn't train your toddler to take care of you and, and roll reverse a little bit.
0: That would have been really cool. Like intro to yeah. Montessori school. Emerson took care of us. That's what. Be amazing, but yeah. The the bottom line is it was it was the most challenging experience we've been through as a couple with a toddler and just concerns with their health. It it really really was extremely difficult and it's not something I would wish on anyone. And so I think if there are you know things we can all kind of do just to be aware of and and stay safe, I think that's really really important. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's really interesting. And I, I will say that I think you're actually, um, making this almost sound easier than it was for you i know it really truly was a really really rough three weeks you felt Mm -hmm. terrible it was scary it was a big downer emotionally mentally for your whole Mm -hmm. family and um i think you know the way you phrased all this tonight shows how strong you are because it was it was a really challenging time and we are so happy that you guys are on the up and up and hopefully 100 percent back to normal very soon
0: Thank you. Yeah. And then moving forward, we're, we're both, I think my husband and I are going to donate our plasma. And I'm actually in touch right now with a couple different breastfeeding organizations so that I can donate. I have a, just a few saved packets of breast milk from, um, I don't have much really left over now, but, you know, I, I get a, just a little bit of extra um, every few days. And so I saved them just as I always do. And I'm going to try to find an organization that's doing testing on breast milk to oh, see. that's very cool. You know, because it's like breast milk that's basically COVID positive breast milk, although I realize yeah. it doesn't actually, it's not like that. It doesn't transmit that way. But well, But I this is how they be- learn. Yeah, you know, like exactly. more information
1: about it and how it goes through breast milk and and whatnot. So yeah, I think yeah. that's amazing. Great ideas. Yeah, so totally
0: cool. So but yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in and 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 for your support. And if there's any other like specific questions that we've been through or um, yeah or anything related to COVID or well, of course any topic anytime, we always love to hear from you. But please don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram at ABCs of Matrescence or also our email account at abcs of Matrescence at gmail. So
1: Yeah. And just so you guys know, after this airs, we are going to be taking a couple of weeks, I think, off. Um, Just a little break. I guess we could call it an in-between seasons, but we're just going to enjoy Labor Day and a little family time. And uh, we have some exciting guests coming up that we can't wait to chat about. We're also going to record some stuff about um, motherhood and related to careers and those choices. So anyway, lots of good stuff on the horizon. And don't forget
0: the fitness I'm going to, oh, get yeah, to interview you. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. So we have, yeah, a lot of fun stuff coming up, but we're going to take a couple weeks off just to enjoy this end of summertime with our families, regroup. And we'll be back so soon.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks everybody really for tuning in and listening to this story and, and for being here to support us. And as always... If you like what you're hearing, definitely check us out on Instagram. We try to post really authentic content and share about what's going on in our lives and also kind of connect you with other different accounts and other different things that are happening in the social media world. And you can always rate and review us as well on iTunes. It helps. It makes a difference. And it supports our growing podcast. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. And we will talk to you soon.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye.